Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. It's time for another one of our War Stories podcasts, looking back at some of the TV that we used to make. Charles first here, I'm Dom Knight. We've got Chris Taylor and Craig Rucastle here, both of you. Thanks for coming in. Good to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. How are you guys? We are very, very well. Let's not get into the whole thing. Of <laughs> I made them, Craig, last time Last time I was on the mm. podcast, I made the mistake of being pleasant and, and asking them how they were. Mm. And, oh, and, yeah. and you Never know, like, do that. You know no, normally no. when you ask someone how they are, they just go, oh, yeah, not bad, how are you? Charles takes the question literally <laughs> and starts going through his <laughs> mental health problems, his COVID anxiety. Yeah. It was oh. a, most of the podcast was just that. I never show any interest towards Charles. I barely look him in the eyes until the <laughs> record button starts. I, I on, the, e- on the mere fear that he's going to tell me something happened in his life. I tried <laughs> to explain that too. I said, when I asked how I, I really wasn't interested in, in, in any part of your health. <laughs> I am here, you know. <laughs> Is he the, here? The answer oh, shit, to that question don't look took at him, 10 don't look at him. in a business meeting last year and involved Charles being on the verge of tears. So don't ask that question. Just say, hello, yeah. Charles. Yeah, God. Thank God. Thank God Dom at least is professional enough to know that I don't give a fuck what he feels like. <laughs> yeah, that dates back to about, what, 1996? Anyway, let's get into it in a sec. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. I think this is the most amount of chaser people I've been with in mm. years. Yeah, yeah. Possibly since we worked together. Mm. Um, and mm. I don't know how you guys are feeling, but I'm very uneasy. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is very horrible. I'm feeling like I'm getting cancelled as we speak. I don't even know how. It's just happening somehow. Uh, it's nice to see you all. Lovely to see you, boys. Uh, Charles, how are you? Oh, oh shit! Oh, no, no, no! <laughs> Quickly, move on. Quickly, bring up some other topic. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm doing this remotely. I'm at home, uh, and the three of you are in a room, and I'm on Zoom. And I, oh, I just thought you were on a short chair. Like this, <laughs> <I'll see. laughs> it's actually it's nothing to do with COVID. We just didn't want Dom here. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's so mutual. But anyway, we're here to look back on the golden days where we did spend a lot of time sitting. Sitting in rooms and... Golden days. My life has been so much better yeah. since moving on from that yeah, wretched are, farce of a show. Both Craig oh, yeah. and Chris, their careers are skyrocketing. <laughs> no, you're right. It's not, they're not the golden days for them. That's the, yeah. that's the inconvenient, weird youth that they had. Uh, look, oh, it was God, the golden sorry. days, but it was insane. Like, I still look back now and go, you know, the years where we did like 26 eps in a year of stunt-based television was just insane. And I don't think we we did we were literally it was just seven days a week for we, you know half a year it was a nightmare. It was, and I think I, I mean I couldn't do it today. I mean it was actually just chatting with Dom off air, and we were saying we must have been oddly match fit. And I know you, you and I, Craig, had just come off Triple J, and something um, that Rob Sitch from Working Dog had said to us. He said, "Whatever you do after Daily Radio." will always be the best thing you ever do because there's nothing like daily radio for making your comedy brain as toned as it will ever be. Mm. And, I, you know, I can't speak for everyone else, but I, I think 
had I not had that discipline of writing sketches for Triple J every day, there's no way we could have pumped out the material it's true. we did. And had I not had the discipline of not writing sketches <laughs> every day for radio, there's no yeah. way I would have been able to not write all yeah, those no. sketches for yeah. the TV show. <laughs> yeah, you were match fit at just being an arsehole and just turning <laughs> up, dissing everyone else's ideas and going out and being a smart aleck in public, which was... Um, but, yeah, look, it's... I mean, you know, you don't want to... It was, it was a bit of a dream job because... We were, it was at a time where the ABC was incredibly trusting, incredibly trusting. Mm. Like we probably all had dabbles with them. You especially, Craig, recently. And there's still, a, you know, it's a very, very wonderful institution. But I don't think, in my recent dealings with them, I've ever known this the trust mm. and and the the arm's length sort of and the generosity, <laughs> just letting us go out, literally running amok in society yeah, and. And, and maybe the, the misplaced trust, really. The misplaced <laughs> yeah, trust. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, think I, I think I think all the trust has been squandered. That's <laughs> why the ABC. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, I well, do think I do think looking in hindsight that I think towards the end of it when we were doing stunts and it started to be that other people, you know, it, at the very end of war and everything, for instance, people or maybe this was even hamster wheel. People, if we did stunts, other people were filming them because they then had cameras yes. as part of their no normal news gathering. And it started to be that those stunts were written up before we put them to air. I think if that had been there for the main part, we wouldn't have got away with it as much. Like it was very much because we got the chance to kind of craft the piece and put it to air, made it that you got away with a lot more than you might have otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it was in an election bit. series, I think, actually. It might have been Yes We Canberra when it started with the case that every stunt on the campaign trail Mm. They'd put the wilds up, like her the Herald website or whatever would just yeah. post whatever we'd done in unedited and far worse form. But and there was it just kind of killed it. You're right. But so the, the blissful period, I reckon, was season one mm. of The War on Everything, where we were 10.30 on Friday nights and, frankly, not a particularly large audience. And mm. even even season two up to APEC, there was still you could go out in public yeah. without yeah. being hassled. <laughs> That's ironic coming from us, <laughs> whose job oh, yeah. it was to hassle people. <laughs> but yeah, we to to go out uninterrupted by other media or even other members of the public. Yeah, and not recognised by the public. That was the other thing that killed it, was people going, oh, oh, it's Craig. Oh, hi, Craig. Well, that's, what always, that's what I always found amazing was the extent to which, and I, it really did show that, and uh, thanks to the ABC for only being watched by a small proportion of the population, it really did show me that even when things got bigger and were really big and we had been in large news stories, you'd still be able to find so many people that didn't recognise you in any way, shape or form. Like, like thinking about doing the, the Trojan horse stunt, right? Mm. You think there's no chance this is going to work because Chaser by this point has become, you know, surely people know that if somebody turns up with a giant Trojan horse on a trailer <laughs> and tries to get through the gates, there's a good fucking chance this might be a, a, a Trojan TV. horse. Yeah. They're, they're either an ancient Greek or they're from the Chaser. Exactly. It's pretty much one. In either case, it's bad. And thankfully, thankfully in Australia, very few people that actually watched the Chaser and far fewer had done any form of history at school. So due to that, that overlapping of lack of, you know, in, of ignorance. I tend to agree. Like there, there was this sort of popular narrative, either amongst journalists or even internally, as, as just put by Dom, that the show became harder to make when it started becoming popular. And I must admit, while there were a couple of instances of that, by and large, it was still completely makeable and, and in some ways more makeable because the flip side of being recognised was that sometimes we were given permission Yes. To do things that you wouldn't otherwise... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean formal permission, but there'd, there'd be security guards who'd almost 
go, oh, it's okay, it's not a security threat, it's just those dickheads. Mm. Well, well, even, like even the, the Prime Minister's the chainsaw. Like even, yeah, even the AFP, the AFP, as we were saying, with the chainsaw, if they knew it was us, they knew it probably wasn't going to be potentially fatal. And mm. I remember them saying to us, so I'd just make sure that there's no projectiles. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's, that's the, I love, that's, you imagine the Secret Service saying that. Look. Yes. <laughs> the bigger problem was actually... <clears throat> We've ran out of ideas. No, well, well, that, no, no, <laughs> but that, 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 people started co-opting us. Like, yes, you know, yes. so there were people like, well, politicians especially, who sort of thought, oh, my approval rating will go up slightly if I play along. So, And sometimes even companies, mm. you got the feeling, you know, receptionists or front desk was briefed, play along, it's much better for the brand. Mm. And so it wasn't, for me, it wasn't getting recognised that was the problem. It was that suddenly everyone wanted to be chummy with us rather than angry with yeah, us. Yeah, mm. And that was oh, the yeah. same, even in the, the, the public Vox Pops and that, that, the, you know, what you were generally looking for was a really realistic response to the offer that you were giving. Yeah. Mm. But if people are like, oh, it's a chaser, I'm going I'm to be funny with you, it's like often it was like, oh, you're actually making this <laughs> ten times less fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the best things we ever did in my view was the Alan Cadman prank. CNN oh, is fantastic. Where we managed to convince quite a lot of, um, of, of politicians that the least likely person, this useless backbencher, he'd once been a chair of a committee. Oi, 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 I will not have a word said bad against him. Longest Alan serving MP in Australia. Well, was. The total time server, he'd never done anything. He was launching a leadership bid against John Howard, and people were genuinely rattled and were kind of like, well, I, I can't say who I'm going to support. I've got to check with my office. And it was, you know, within weeks of that, point no one from the chaser could have gone up to at least politicians who knew who we were uh, and gotten away with a, a prank like that so there were good days back when we were completely obscure mm. and that's actually kind of partly what led to doing sketch stunts overseas in season three was that one looking for again that feeling of well people don't know who we are and if there's an episode with Chaz where he will say what happens when he comes up against the secret service by the way and let's just say that they seem to be very very good at their job, and uh, so Except, well, that's only because I'd already come up against the Secret Service, and they'd been pretty shit at their job, but they knew oh. we were there. I know that I heard. Oh that right, story. what's the story behind? I didn't that? know that. Oh, oh wait a minute, the, yeah, because oh, uh, Barney. This is yeah because Barney the dinosaur. So what we did is we went. Do you remember the? There was a big story at the time that. Barney the dinosaur, his music "I Love You, You Love Me" was being used by Dick Cheney and pretty much would be you know, Dick way, Cheney's have involved. You, have you got the yeah. rights to in use Guantanamo that song? Bay. Craig just saying something <laughs> that's going to cost this podcast yeah. a fortune. Millions, yeah, yeah. But there was a that was used in torture. Not every Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. They'd mm. use that as part of the torture. Was that was part of that? You play that music to people. And fair point, it is torture. It is torture. So I went to Dick Cheney's house dressed as Barney the Dinosaur and played that song over and over again extremely loudly at his house. <laughs> and I think, right. I think he wasn't there, I fucking knows at the time, but the FBI ended up turning up <clears throat> at the front of his property and they were amazing. Was that the FBI or the Secret Service? Um, I think so it was hard to the tell. FBI. Yeah. You were kind of lucky you got them and not Cheney because his history with rifles, <laughs> exactly. like, yeah. he would not have survived exactly. the day. They would yeah. definitely have shot the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, probably why they were extinct. And, and what happened? Well, this is the amazing thing was that they were very kind of um, controlled at the time 
at the particular venue, right? Mm. Which was quite fortunate because, again, in hindsight, I know we talked another point about the fact that, you know, the helium canister for the for the blimp looked like a bomb. Also, when we turned up to do this recording, we looked at this big speaker we'd been given. And, again, it's this big speaker with wires coming out of it, <laughs> plugging into an iPod and shit. And you go, this also looks like a bomb, for God's <laughs> sake. We've got to stop <laughs> making props to look like fucking bombs. <laughs> So, but they were kind of controlled of that. But then they said, we're going to come back to your hotel and we're going to look at what you've got there. Right. And oh. this was very early now. In the, and they, they said, okay, we said, okay, do you want to follow us? And they said, no, no it's okay, you go. And fucking incredible. Like, this, is the, this is one of those moments where you go. Remember, for context, like at the height of sort of still the Iraq war. Yeah. And, and you know, so. post 9-11, very sensitive. Yeah, pretty sensitive. Um, so... We head back to the hotel with them not following us to start with. Mm. Now, the one mistake they made was that we called ahead to one more of our – James was back at the hotel. So we called him and said, get every prop, because we had Osama Bin Laden props for Chaz sort of <laughs> stuff. We had all these other stuff in our rooms. We said, get everything out of our room. So he got everything out. And basically he's sitting in the one room. Like we've got two rooms they're coming back to see. He's sitting in this third room surrounded <laughs> by things that look incredibly bad. <laughs> he's like, yeah. if he got busted with this room. Yeah. but so Qurans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was their kind of, that was their moment of incompetence. But the moment of extraordinary, like I was incredibly impressed was, we had saw no, we did not see them the whole journey back. Mm. And then as we turned into the hotel, out of like the traffic behind us, these guys appeared and turned in behind us. Wow. And it was fucking impressive. I was so well, Yeah, Chaz said the same thing, that they just somehow knew exactly where he was going to be the next well, day. They just, yeah, they just followed that. And then this was it. So then they basically tore our kind of rooms apart. Not tore apart, right. but kind of really searched every bit of the room, asked about what we're doing. We went through, you know, all this kind of stuff. And they ended up kind of going, but said, look, you guys are on notice. <clears throat> you know, we know you're in town now. And then Chaz was, I think, the next day or a day after, was doing this stunt at the White House, dressed as Osama bin Laden oh. and that. <laughs> and fortunately, we'd managed to get to be able to do that because we'd kept his stuff hidden in the other room. But it did mean they were very much unnoticed. And so when Chaz got pulled over, they kind of put two and two together and kind of linked right. it up again. Right. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, crazy. Well, thank goodness of all the stunts, we started with the bunny, the dinosaur one, the most, the, bra the most important point rather than the uh, Sama at the White House. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff though recording um, in the states, and it was it was fascinating actually. The interesting thing about that was that, and if you look back on this thing, I know you guys have had a discussion about being slightly dishonest. We kind of made out like we got shut down at that thing, but actually, when you shot in America, it was the one place, the feds or the FBI or whatever, they'd never say turn off your cameras. Right. Because mm. it was a kind of free speech respect thing. Whereas we just come from... Um, they also believe in content. The content <laughs> is king. Yeah, exactly. They just know there's a lot of hours of Netflix to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas before that, or yeah, before that I think, or I can't remember which way the trip went, maybe it was after that, <clears throat> we'd been shut down at Buckingham Palace. Total opposite, like a local cop, Buckingham Palace cop. Absolute prick. Yeah, right. Totally <clears throat> took my wallet 
took every card, would write down what was on it and then throw the card on the ground, throw it down. <clears throat> and also was totally the whole time going, turn cameras off, you can't have the cameras on. Absolute prick about it. Compared to the kind of FBI Secret Service who were like, Hey guys, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. real kind of does. good cop. The queen just seizes things from from surfs, yeah. basically. They probably thought you had contact, you know, contacts on that cop show, and you, if you could get them a job, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're in TV. I want to get in TV, man. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. Less news. More often, should we listen to the Trojan horse sketch? Because yes, I think we, that, we got that's what on a big excursion. Besides, that, oh, that's, that's right. what today's sketch. <laughs> we were going to talk about the Trojan horse. Oh, yeah, so we previously talked about uh, Chris doing where can you take a, an actual horse? Um, but fortunately, our horse-based material did not stop there. <laughs> we had a giant model of a wooden Trojan horse, and it was what have we learned from history? Yes, what have we learnt from history? Because, Craig, the PM spoke at a summit yesterday about the importance of history, mm, mm. and uh, we agree with him. Often it pays to cast your mind back <laughs> to see what impact history has had on our society. Yeah, that's right, and to find out if we've learnt the lessons from the past. For instance, I've always loved the story of the Trojan horse, you know, where the Greeks won the war against Troy. Yeah, Troy in Turkey. Yeah, in Turkey, exactly. The Greeks smuggled soldiers through the city gates inside a giant wooden horse. They came out and won the war. A defining moment in warfare history. Exactly, but would anyone be so stupid as to fall for it again. Would anybody let a Trojan horse through their gates today? What, can we just take the Trojan horse in? Can we just leave it here overnight? You're going to pick it up tomorrow morning again, are you? Yeah, pick it up tomorrow morning. Right, your left-hand side up the next door. Why would there be anyone inside? Can we just leave it here at the barracks for the night? 
I, I had no idea he was in there. <laughs> I had no idea. Gotta say, I I think that is my all-time favourite chaser stunt. Um, I just think it's a brilliant idea. I think it was your idea. It was Craig. my idea, but I actually t- I got to give a lot of credit to everyone else in the room for this because you know when you pitch ideas and you got a list of ideas and you go in. I remember being kind of pretty 50-50 on this one. I doubt this will get up. Mm. And everyone was so enthused by it. And not, not only was enthused by it, that that we ended up building an actual Trojan horse. <laughs> like it's, It was like twice as high as the car. Like the fact we, we made – we spent months building the horse. Yeah. Like the kind of – I wasn't even backing the idea that much when I brought it in. I was like, this <laughs> no, is I – the minute – you pitched it in what I've, whatever half-assed form you mm. pitched it in. I've, I've got the email here. It's a very brief sentence. <laughs> what, what does it say? It says, we Craig. have people learned from history. We build a big Trojan horse on the back of a trailer and turn up at businesses, TV stations, anywhere with a gatekeeper saying we have to deliver this horse inside. How many people let the Trojan horse through? And that's all you need. That's, that's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> if that's anything, that's quite a long ride-up for Craig. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's almost too much detail there. But no, I just... I mean, we we were joking in an earlier edition of this series about, you know, a a lazy chaser stunt just being not really rooted in any, you know, strong Mm. idea. It was where can you take a horse or where can you take a pepper grinder? But this, I mean, this was equally silly, but it was such an audacious offer because, yeah, the art department did build a bloody big horse, but it was also testing a premise. And, of course, the premise is slightly... You know, if, you know, in modern in modern times, you're not. It's it, it's reasonable, I guess, to accept a Trojan horse, but <laughs> but in our logic, in the logic of the setup, yeah. which we didn't play there, but it's that surely the one thing you should have learned if you're the Turkish consulate mm. or if you're a historian or if you work for the military is it's the greatest thing to beware of. Yeah. <laughs> the Greeks bearing gifts, a Trojan horse, that means it's you're about to... It's literally a saying. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, and it was just such a... What we, what we always talk about, and Charles, you, I think, coined this, the commitment to the joke, to build the thing, to go to all these quite high-status institutions and... Fucking succeed. <laughs> Everyone, I think, except the Turks. Yeah, except the Turkish embassy. Yeah. Which is good. The Turks had learned. Turks had learned from history. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I mean, there was, the, there was the lovely, there was the lady at the at the barracks who yelled out, hey, check inside. Like, it was great. But she kind of picked that. The very, the, the extremely awkward part about that was that when we went to leave the, the barracks, for some reason, the way the architecture of the place worked, had this the huge kind of, arch with a light that hung down and on the way in our trojan horse hadn't you know had just gone underneath but then on the way out we couldn't get it out <laughs> we were stuck in there because the trojan horse was too high and kept hitting there right it was like not only have we got in we can't actually get out of this place but you know it's funny because we so loved the concept of what have we learned from history we spent yeah. ages afterwards like so long trying to come up with similar ideas we only ever did it once more, yeah. which was a slightly awkward shoot. Not great. Do you remember? Yeah, but it was also awkward. The idea, the idea was... Could we invade the Polish well, club? Well, this is it. But no, 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 but no, the idea was... Dressed as? Well, this is it. In, in World War II, the whole idea was that, you know, the Poles had let 
the, the, yeah. the Germans the occupation into their country. They'd let mm. them in. You know, it hadn't been a fight. They'd let them go in there. It was like, have they learned from history? Would Poles let, you know, Nazis, Hitler, Nazis in, come back again? Into their territory again. The closest we had to Polish territory in Australia was a Polish community club. Oh, <laughs> no. and we, this is terrible. Oh. And I, I only Some say of this. whom may have been Polish. Oh. <laughs> this is the thing. And I say this because I think it's important to revel in the good things, but also the terrible things. Yeah. I remember standing in Ashfield. I think you were dressed like Adolf Hitler, Chris. <laughs> Surely Hansen was Hitler. We well, were, all dressed, was Hitler, we're yeah. all dressed as Nazis, but I think, Nazi I think Hansen had a monopoly on Adolf. has got to be a red flag, doesn't it, at some point? Oh, man, it was like incredible. And it felt incredibly awkward. And, of course, we went in there. We aired the piece. And, yeah, it yeah. went to air. There was only, like, ten people in there, all just politely drinking. We sat down at the table. And, of course, they were just polite to us. Yeah. And it was... Terrible! <laughs> it was the worst shoot ever. Oh god! But but, but a really good, ex- you know, really good example because yeah, on, on paper, what do we learn from history? Seems like an evergreen idea, like mm. something you could just roll out. But every we week, got yeah. we got a thousand. If life were musicals or citizens yeah. infringement officers mm. or the bloody warehouse guy. This seemed like we had the whole of history to draw on. And yes. after the brilliance of the Trojan <laughs> Horse, the only other moment in history we could think of to turn into comedy was the invasion of Poland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see, let's see, Craig, what have you learned from history? Should we have done that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which shows, ironically, that we, you know, the reason that it worked, or what have we learned from history, is that no one in Australia has learned history. <laughs> and we proved that by showing that amongst our group, we knew no other history <laughs> to actually talk about. But I love, I love that also the way you did it, and I do enjoy the kind of Gormless Craig street character, which you use quite a lot. But it's, oh, it's a Trojan horse. Like you spelled out what it is. I would have thought we would not have gone that far because it would have ruined the That's joke. the beauty but of no. it. Like we couldn't have been clearer. Like it's <laughs> yes. not one of those ones where you're actually hoodwinking anyone. You're yeah. being so blatant. You're almost <laughs> inviting them to look at it, making sure they know what it is yeah. and still getting permission to yeah. bring it in. Because you, don't, because you don't want them to let it in thinking it's just a big horse. You need them to let it in yes. knowing yeah. that I've in got a Trojan knowledge. horse. <laughs> and it was that is a, it's a famous device for smuggling people <laughs> in where they're not supposed to go. For setup here, of course, the idea is that in history <laughs> – the Trojans let in a horse that was a gift from the Greeks. It had all of the military inside of it, and that led to them storming the city and taking it over. Our thing was, have we learned from it? It's led to the saying, a gift from the Greeks. You know, never look, never look a gift horse beware in the mouth. Beware of Greeks bearing oh, beware gifts. Beware of yes. Greeks bearing yes. gifts. Bearing gifts. I, don't, yeah, I don't think the <laughs> never look a gift horse in the mouth is anything to do with ancient Greeks. <laughs> might, I'm not saying it's I not. That was also I'm that. not saying it's not. Don't I, look a chaser horse in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you're right. It's the opposite saying. I mean, there was, again, a sort of a bittersweet postscript to all this because it was such a beloved piece by us internally. And I, I think it had its fans in the audience too. But we were so proud of the art department who had literally mm. done a better job, I think, than the Greeks, <laughs> the original Greeks, <laughs> that we made the horse part of our set. So for most of season two, you can see this Trojan horse on the, mm. on the big war and everything set. And then in an act of sort of reckless, you might call it vandalism, you might just call it wanting to wash ourselves of the show entirely to move on with our lives. But in the final episode, mm. we pushed the Trojan horse off a cliff and it shattered into a thousand pieces at the bottom. I think it was around Whale Beach. Yeah, it was. It was in Whale Beach. Yeah. yeah. And, but the reason was is that the prop was so gigantic mm. that the ABC said, we can't store this. And we were all like, well, 
I can't take it to my apartment, can I? <laughs> what, what do you do with well, Surely you can commission an Annabelle Crab series. Annabelle looks <laughs> at Trojan horses. Like, there must be another use the ABC has for this thing. But I think we kept the head, and for years the yes. head was in the chaser office. Mm, that's right. But yeah. the body of the horse, possibly with people still inside, we never checked, <laughs> it was pushed <laughs> off a cliff and it now rests on the bottom. Did we leave the horse at the no, bottom? We, no, we cleaned, we, it we cleaned it up. We cleaned it up. But even even those days, we clean up our waste. And you can see that shot is in the very final episode, the very final item, the very final mm. episode where an Andrew Hansen song, The War Is Over, I think it's going to mm. be. And it's, it's actually, I actually really love that piece because it's, it's sort of showing us making amends and repairing. Well, I guess if, if it was a war, it was the truce. Mm. And it shows us making friends with all the people we'd pissed off, like Naomi Robson and... Uh, I'd had some weird spat with Tim Friedman that I can't quite recall, but he oh, he, he agreed to smoke the peace pipe. And it was us just hugging it out with everyone we'd annoyed. <laughs> and then we pushed the Trojan horse off a cliff. And it's it's sort of a reckless act, but it was also really fitting and cathartic mm. as a symbol of the show, just seeing it go and a huge weight removed <laughs> from yeah, our yeah, shoulders. Yeah. 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 All right, we've got another episode with the two of you coming up a bit later on in the feed. Our gear is from Rode Microphones. And we are part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll have more with Chris and Craig soon. There's a new one of these every single day in January. Catch you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.